Uh, we're about to uh, hear from uh, God's word together. So let me read uh, a passage from the book of Isaiah in chapter 9. Uh, the words are in the booklet for you to follow along as well. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the son will be the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and holding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott. I'm the pastor here at Trinity Church Practice. It's so good to see so many of you tonight. Um, and if this is your first time with us, I just want to say welcome along. We're glad you're here with us. And happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, hey, uh, as I said before, my name is Scott. I wanted to ask, do you know what your name means? Uh, let me tell you about my name. I, I've got two given names. My name is Scott Alexander Westwood. Scott, Scott and Alexander were my given names. Um, Scott means someone from Scotland. That's not hard to figure out, is it? Uh, Alexander, however, means a defender of the people. So if my name is to tell you anything about me, it tells you that I am a Scottish defender of the people. Come to think of it, that makes me Braveheart, doesn't it? I'm William Wallace here in the midst. But, but of course I'm not, you know, because my parents didn't choose my name because of its meaning. It was far more simpler than that. My mum wanted to call me Jessie. My dad said, no, that's a girl's name. And in the end, they decided to go for names with one syllable. So I'm Scott. And mostly today, we choose names because we like the way they sound, don't we? But did you notice in the part of the Bible that Anthea read while we were singing that song, uh, he, Jesus actually has two names. And both his names are chosen, not because of the way they sound, but because of the meaning. So the first one, uh, it, his name is Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. But secondly, and this is what we're going to look at for the next few minutes, he's also called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, it's not that Jesus has two names. Emmanuel was not his middle name. It wasn't even a nickname that his mates knew him by. In fact, as far as we can tell, no one actually called him Emmanuel. Because this name is not about people calling him. It's about the meaning that's behind the name. The meaning of my name has nothing to do with who I am. Hand on my heart. I have done nothing for the plight of the Scottish people. Sorry to disappoint you, but I'm not actually Braveheart. But the meaning of Emmanuel, it has everything to do with who Jesus is. 
He may not have ever been called Emmanuel, but he really is God with us. The baby in a manger there that we celebrate on Christmas, Jesus, he is God come to earth. You also select, did you notice that in the part of the Bible that Ada just read for us? This came 700 years before Jesus was born, but it looked forward to him coming. And if you've got your, 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 the, the uh, booklets open there, look at verse 6 again. Verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Sounds very Christmassy. Uh, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Do you notice that, that line? He'll be called Mighty God. Because Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And that's why Christmas is such a big deal. This is why we celebrate his birth even 2,000 years after the fact. Forget about his birth for a moment. Think about his life. Do you know much about the life of Jesus? What he did? Because there are times when it's really clear, if you see Jesus' life, he really is a, a man, a human, a person walking around. He needs to eat and drink like we all do. He, when he's tired, he needs to have a sleep. When he's sad, he cries. He gets worn down by lots of work. He has friends, close friends that he relies on. When you look at his life, you think, this is just another person like so many of us, like all of us. But then there are other times when you look at Jesus and you think, no, this is not just any other person, is it? The things he does, he, this must be God himself. Like, Jesus just knows stuff about people without them ever telling him. He knows what people are thinking. He uh, knows where things are at. And, and have you ever noticed these all these miracles? Like, you know, walking on the water and healing the sick and controlling the weather and Perhaps the most Australian miracle, turning the water into wine. Uh, that stuff that sounds kind of strange, isn't it? Have you, I mean, have you ever seen anyone turn water into wine? And it's not just that the, actually. It's not just that the Bible talks about Jesus doing these things either. There's, there's other people that talk about this. So there's this fella called Celsus, and he lived just after Jesus, and he wrote a book. It was written about a hundred years after Jesus, and he didn't like Jesus very much. Celsus, he said that Jesus learnt Egyptian sorcery and then he practised magical powers. Well, there's this other book written by some Jewish people around the same time as Celsus. And uh, they, again, they're writing their book about 100 years after Jesus. And it too, it says that Jesus practised sorcery. There's another uh, around the same time, actually a little bit, little bit earlier, around 60 years after Jesus uh, was around, there's this uh, historian called Josephus, a Jewish guy, and he writes a book and he talks about Jesus too. And in his book, he says that Jesus does startling deeds. Now, none of the people that wrote these books are Christians, but all of them talk about Jesus and they all talk about the miracles that Jesus does. I mean, they use different words, startling deeds or Egyptian sorcery. But it's the same idea here, friends, that, that Jesus is no ordinary person in what he's doing. Jesus is not just a human being. He is God with us. God come to us. When Mary and Joseph are there with the newborn baby Jesus and they put him down in the manger that first night, you can imagine them looking down at their baby. And as they do, they're looking down into the, into the eyes of, of one that is truly a baby. And yet at that moment, they're also looking down 
into the eyes of their God. Jesus is, is fully and totally a human, but at the same time, he is fully and totally God. He's God in the flesh. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. And I reckon that's worth, worth making a fuss about. Now, you could think for a moment, you know, we celebrate Christmas. It's great, isn't it? You know, we get time off work, have the holidays, spend time with friends, spend time with family, put the feet up for a while. We can enjoy Christmas and we don't need Jesus. So what's the big deal then if Jesus is God with us? What does it really matter? Does it actually change anything? This is, this is probably not going to surprise you, but I'll say, yes, actually, I think it changes a lot. It changes everything, in fact. If Jesus is God with us, it means that God is not some faraway, distant being. He's not an uncaring, unmoved God who barely thinks of us at all. But Jesus is God with us. And that shows us that God actually is really interested in us. And not just interested, but actually that God cares. Cares deeply. In fact, that God would care enough to come and live amongst us. It shows us that God cares about you. And if Jesus is God with us, it means that God is not immune to the difficulties we have in life. You know, sometimes we can think of God like he's that character out of A Christmas Carol. Like we can think of God like he's Ebenezer Scrooge, like he's some kind of rich and wealthy person that has no idea about the troubles of, of, of normal life down here on earth. And those troubles, doesn't Christmas highlight them for us sometimes? The conflict that keeps driving a wedge through the family year after year, or the empty chair at the Christmas table lunch, Christmas lunch, that, that would have been filled by someone who, who, who was lost throughout the year. The pain that's felt with broken relationships, that, that comes into, into focus at Christmas time. Christmas can often highlight the troubles we face in life, but Jesus is God with us, which means he actually knows about those hardships because he has experienced them himself. Do you know, in his life, Jesus wept when his friends died. Jesus, he knew what it was to be part of a family that was divided. Jesus knew what it was to have a close friend betray his trust. Jesus has experienced the, the kinds of troubles that we face in life, which means that Jesus can sympathize with you because he's God with us. And if Jesus is God with us, it means that he is, God is not this great unknowable being up in the sky. He's not the God that we have to make guesses about to know him. He's not mysterious and hidden from us because Jesus is God with us, which means we can know God. When we look at Jesus, when we read about him, when we meet him in the Bible, we are actually looking face to face with our God. We can see what God is like. We can actually know God because Jesus is God with us. And last one here, and I think this is the most important one of all. If Jesus is God with us, it means, friends, that God is not against us. God is not the great party pooper who's sitting up in heaven just kind of waiting for us to stuff up so he can smite us from on high. 
God is not God is not even the angry neighbor next door who barely tolerates us until one day it all just gets too much and he explodes in anger. That's not what God is like at all. Because remember, Jesus is God with us. It's slightly more than that, though. Jesus is God with us, but he, he's come actually then. Jesus has come amongst us to restore us to God. To repair a broken connection between us and God. To heal the division that's, between, that's come between us and God. Jesus comes to express the fullness and entirety of God's gracious character to us. Jesus is Emmanuel. God with us. And we can know that. When we know that, that actually changes everything for us. So, look, if this is all new kind of stuff to you, then I just want to say, welcome, love that you're here, glad you're here, and we'd love to hear from you. In a few moments, Ada's going to come back up here and she's going to tell you about uh, some comment cards that are in the bag that you got as you came along. I just want to say, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think. And if you want to get in touch with us, that's the best way to do it. If you would like any help at all, in fact, in getting to know Jesus better, then we would love to sit with you as you do that. And of course, let me say, you're always welcome to join us on any Sunday uh, right here. Well, we're not in the hall at the moment because they've redone their floors, but you're always welcome to join us here for church on Sunday. And look, if you're here today and the stuff I've been talking about is not new at all, that you've heard it before and you're kind of convinced of it, in fact, I just wanted to remind you, haven't we got so much to be grateful for? Jesus is God with us. And Christmas time can sometimes highlight the difficulties of life. But Jesus is God with us. And so Christmas should highlight also to us the goodness of our God to us. So at Christmas, in fact, every day of the year, there's a reason to celebrate because of Jesus. So, um, actually, I'm going to jump down in a moment so we can keep doing that. So we can keep seeing some of these carols that remind us of our God and what he's done. Uh, the band's going to come up and help us lead through that. Uh, again, Merry Christmas to you all. I'm so glad to see you here. Uh, and before I jump down, let me just say again, if Jesus is God with us, it really does change everything. Back to you guys.